Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of Buffalo Happy Hour. Mike, what's up? Derek, I'm excited for this. We're sitting down with a very interesting <laughs> businessman who's done a thing or two in regards to the state and the local Buffalo economy. So mm-hmm. let's start with introductions and then we'll dive right into your story, man. Sure. How are you guys doing? My name is Brandon Kerr. How's everyone doing today? <laughs> <laughs> Owner of The Quarter and uh, working on a new establishment, NOLA Buffalo, right here on Franklin Street. So it's all obviously New Orleans themed. Mm-hmm. What sparked that? Sure. Are you just a huge fan of New Orleans? Uh, you know what? I hadn't been to New Orleans until about you know five six years ago. Uh, my older brother is a famous musician there. Uh, he's the fiddle player for the Squirrel Nut Zippers. Hmm. And even though I hadn't been there my entire life, I went down there finally and visited him. I was the best man at his wedding, and I was like. Oh my God, the city's amazing. The, the the food there is so delicious. The atmosphere's fun. The music's fun. The you know that's where cocktails originated. And we're like, okay, this is this is perfect. I, w- I want to bring this back to mm. Buffalo and you know you know have everyone experience what I just experienced. Wow. So how's the how's the setup for something like that? Because obviously there's things that are authentic to mm-hmm. the state of Louisiana. So how can that get brought to Buffalo? Sure. So we, 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 one of the biggest things was atmosphere. We wanted to bring the atmosphere, the vibe, the feeling that everyone has down there uh, with live music and just, just you know, all the sights and everything like that. So when we, when we took over where we are now at the quarter, you know, we had a building that was from 1891, original brick, all this beautiful woodwork. And I'm like, wow, this is, this is perfect. This looks like a bar that would be in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So we kind of had that atmosphere already cultivated with just, you know, the presence of the building. From there... Uh, starting at the quarter, we, we didn't even have food in the beginning. We just wanted to bring the cocktails and all, all those different tastes of the drinks there. And as we realized 
you know, man, we're really missing on a giant portion here. The food in New Orleans is so unique and so special. Uh, let's build a kitchen here. So at the quarter, the you know, the kitchen is very, very small. It's very, very limited. Uh, so we we started with a bunch of the really traditional New Orleans dishes, you know, our shrimp etouffee, jambalaya, gumbo, you know, things like that. And then we realized, okay, well, this is Buffalo too. This is you know, anywhere I've ever gone in the entire country, food doesn't beat Buffalo's right. food. <laughs> so we tried to kind of buffalonize some of the New Orleans dishes and created a bunch of things that we think you know were very unique. You know, you, you go anywhere else and you get chicken wings or buffalo wings. Mm-hmm. You know, go down to Florida, have buffalo <laughs> wings. Uh, they, they don't taste anything like ours. So we try to find different ways to make like a Creole Cajun chicken wing. You know, we, we mm-hmm. took a bunch of items that we made them like that while still sticking true and tradi- to the traditional New Orleans dishes that are real staples there. Um, but now that we have a much larger kitchen, a bigger building, you know, a much better spot, we're going to really, really go right down the middle with all the food that we're going to be doing. Um, we actually just finalized our, our full menu today hmm. uh, with a lot of things, and we're, we're very excited about all the different unique flavors that you know nowhere in Buffalo has. How did this – there's so much going on, <laughs> but how did you get into this entire thing? Because there's people that basically just see your title and name but don't know your story. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've been just a, a self-entrepreneur kind of out of nowhere um you know i started my first business when i was about 24 and that business sparked another one sparked another one and i've done you know many things in buffalo from um you know plowing and landscaping companies mm-hmm. to a dental imaging lab and you know i always bartended throughout i was i always loved bartending so even in this building right here uh the former bambino basically what i would do is each winter or different season i'd find a bar that i think either could use help or you know just something i can do to you know help a local mm-hmm. business so i started bartending here and it ended up being my favorite place to work um you know bambino was so much fun their their food is great and the atmosphere was awesome got a little wild and crazy after after you know towards the the, the latter end of it um but then when you know i opened the quarter i'm like man I, it'd be great to be in this spot you know this would be just taking what I've already kind of built as a sample size and making it something something awesome. And I had always wanted to own a restaurant bar, uh, you know, throughout my years. I always thought it'd be interesting. What was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> um, especially what happened over the last eighteen months. That was, you know, we'd have, we've only been open for three years, and you know, twenty months of it has been, you know, coronavirus life. Um, I don't regret it at all. It's been very, very difficult, and it's a very, very challenging. Um, occupation you know to own a restaurant but you know i get like i said i don't regret it it's been a lot of fun i've learned a lot and uh i look forward to doing more things to bring to buffalo and you know become a part of it what was your expectations when you wanted to get into the restaurant industry be a millionaire yeah really (laughs) that didn't happen um Uh, really, you know, I look at I look at restaurants like like Mothers and, and things like that, and I think, wow, you know, that place has been here for twenty years. Everyone knows it. It's just like, hey, what do you do when you come to Buffalo? I I, I kind of wanted to be something that if you came to Buffalo, if you were an outsider, what makes Buffalo Buffalo? Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of unique places that make Buffalo what it is. I just kind of want to be a part of that. I want to be something that is special that people make memories at. Maybe they go on their first date and then, then you know a couple years down the road they're married and oh, our first date was at you know the quarter or now soon to be nola you know i just think that's a very uh very special thing to to give good experiences mm-hmm. to the people it's a city i love 
what uh what was your thought process around naming the quarter the quarter was it just as simple as the french quarter did you have any other we, ideas we, we had a couple other ones actually that was nola was was in one of the, oh, the okay. first steps there um there was a couple names that we were going through uh, a couple different jazz names and things like that um and then the quarter it was kind of funny because it wasn't just the quarter in the beginning we also had the llama lounge arcade upstairs we're like, okay, well, people put quarters in, the French quarters. Oh, okay. It seems like the greatest thing. Um, so, yeah, we had llamas all posted around the upstairs and a bunch of arcade games. It was Why? I don't know. <laughs> there, There's no true explanation for that. We were just like, hey, well, people like llamas. This will be funny. <laughs> Um, no, it actually it actually derived from this one painting we bought. And uh, it was a painting of a llama that was real dressed up and had beads and almost looked Mardi Gras and for the quarter we're like well let's put this up there it looks kind of unique and everyone started taking pictures with it we're like alright let's add a couple more llamas around the place <laughs> people seem to like them next thing you know people were stealing them off the walls and running out the door we're like people really like llamas um, we want to build the arcade upstairs let's just call it the llama lounge that sounds fun and uh, yeah no no good reason to it <laughs> how does one go about building an arcade um, you just, you know, you pick out certain games that you think people would like. You know, we started with the traditional, you know, darts and foosball and mm-hmm. pool and stuff like that. And then as we noticed, people were really, really enjoying it. We decided, okay, let's, you know, get arcade games and uh, foosball, bubble hockey. It's, at certain points, I did a lot of challenges where, hey, if you can beat me in, you know, bubble hockey, you know, free drink, free shot on me. Nice. One person beat me ever. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm stupid good at, at, at bubble hockey. I don't. I'm stupid. And kid. I had never played it really. I mean, maybe as a kid, but once I had the machine there, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah. Anytime I kind of get put to a challenge, I'm like, I want to be the best at that. Sure. And uh, we we had done a lot of all the really cool things. I had got a bunch of TVs and all the original like uh, Atari, Sega, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, PlayStation, and I just set them up where people could play games for free. Sure. Um, so when when Nola opens up, we're actually going to go back to that bar arcade style. There, we're going to bring uh, ping pong is one of the biggest things nice. that we're going to feature. I'm very very excited about that. There's no real bars. I don't, there might not be any bars that have ping pong in it. Mm-hmm. I cannot. Not that I can. I don't think, think of. so. Yeah. So we're going to put a couple of ping pong tables up there. Do a lot of things. A lot of concepts that we've seen in like uh, Chicago and New York City uh, that I think will be a, a real cool atmosphere here. How do you buy like? bubble hockey or is there like a site that you can go to that people yep. still make them or are they all have like secondhand nope super checks is the way to go and i have a person that a lot of places some games like okay. the owner of pocketeers oh yeah, uh, yeah. barry he, yep. he's, a, he's an awesome guy and he helped us out a lot he actually had a, a custom made and I, I asked him to do it and it was the coolest thing i wish i never had taken it out i'm trying to get it back in now <laughs> but it was buffalo versus dallas obviously our last yep. you know stanley cup uh, Rick Jenneret did the play-by-play. Doug Allen did the national anthem. It did the blue and red lights. Like it was the coolest bubble hockey oh, machine. So he had they had that custom made for us. And then COVID happened, and when we were opening back up, limited capacities and six feet apart, all that stuff. Having all these games was taking up so much space because you couldn't play games. Mm-hmm. You weren't allowed to stand up. You know, you had to sit down at all times and all those different rules. So we took everything out. Uh, but now with this place opening, Nola. Um, you know, being our featured as the main restaurant, we're going to go back to bringing all the games back to the quarter. So what was your business like pre-COVID? Like, were you immediately a hit where people just like loved it because it's this new business idea? Or was it more of a slow growth that you hit right before COVID? That, that was a slow growth. Um, 
I had a, a lot of things I needed to learn. <laughs> I, you know, I, I made I made jokes to my to my younger brother, and I, you know, he's he's a, he's a liquor rep, and he had been in the you know the uh, service industry for many many years. And I was like, hey, come on, Ian, how how hard is it to uh, buy alcohol and sell alcohol? I'll tell you the answer. It's very difficult. <laughs> it is not as, as easy as just buying alcohol and selling alcohol. Um, it's very very difficult. There's there's a lot of competition, which is a great thing. You know, I always support competition for everything, but there's so much that goes into, you know, proper customer service and just the, what plateware, what glassware you're going to serve, what size stirring stirring stick are you going to use. You know, there's there's a thousand little things that can make you make or break you in, sure. in the restaurant industry, and especially you know Buffalo being such a food city, um, you know, I love I love what everyone does around here. I love that everyone tries to be the best that they can. Um, so it's it's been tough. Um, you know, when we first started off, it, it was good, and then it got great. You know, mm-hmm. but it did. You know, it took a while. You know, you have to get your name out there, and you have to take a lot of pictures and show all your food, and you know, build a customer base and everything like that. Uh, we expect this this new spot, Nola, to take off right off. You know, from sure. the, from the from the get go, uh, especially after everything that happened through the coronavirus mm-hmm. and leading through the lawsuits and everything like that. Yeah. So, yeah, go for it. You're going right where I'm going. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. I was leading you there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we'll dive into your your piece of that because you were one of the um, the forgotten foursome. <laughs> that that's an NFL reference for those that are historians of the of the league. But the um, the precedence that the state was putting on small businesses throughout that entire period was historical. Yep. Let's just put it that way. So, was that like? basically tell people from the beginning how that whole thing happened because you were one of the first four to sue the state in basic like hey man yeah we need to make some money to charge yeah Yeah, leave us alone so you led the was that a text message was there like a group text where you're like we're gonna stick it to the man (laughs) (laughs) um in a sense yeah i mean it started off with with a couple of us communicating um one of the other restaurants that was involved had already used the attorney's to fight a different coronavirus related, you know, battle. And then I, you know, we, we, we started communicating and talking like, Hey man, we always should really get this going for, for all restaurants mm-hmm. and you know, everything that we can do. Um, so it started off, Hey, all right, tell you what, just do this retainer, get some restaurants on board, see if you can reach out and, and, you know, we'll put together a lawsuit. So from there, you know, I called every single restaurant owner that I knew, every bar owner I knew, and I thought we'd have a much. I was actually very disappointed with 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 certain things. You know, Buffalo. We're a small part of the New York State, right? You know, so they say you know come up with I think it was like twenty five thousand dollars something like that. Which relatively statewide, that's that's nothing. You know, you mm-hmm. can get a hundred bucks per restaurant and you get that number in you know no time. Um, you look at all these restaurants in New York City. They're multi 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 million dollar restaurants and stuff like that and there was there wasn't anyone it was only buffalo that was really putting this fight for the entire state which seemed very very awkward to me but it is what it is mm-hmm. um so i think we eventually got 94 restaurants on board yeah i know there's thousands right <laughs> but we got 94 on on board and uh your intentions were for everybody as the lawsuit kept coming and going it ended up being okay, only the 94 restaurants and we're like that's not what we want here that that's not the part of the fight i understand that we're getting now that extra privilege and there were certain times when i was trying to tell every single restaurant 
you guys don't even have to pay a retainer fee anymore. All you need to have to do is call the attorneys and put your name on the list, right. and you could be part of this lawsuit. And still, a lot of them were so hesitant to do it. I think they were fearing retaliation, mm-hmm. and which I get. I you know I took some retaliation myself. Um, a bunch of us did. You know, they took away uh, Duff's patio at one point. They took away my patio at one point. You know, you could tell that they were trying to get some some payback mm-hmm. a little bit, but. Nature of the beast. I, I kind of expected that. I knew there was going to be some, you know, fall fallout from what we were doing. Were you, I guess, afraid? Where you're like, man, this is it's New York State, because like, <laughs> it can essentially be overwhelming at sure. a face value, especially when documents start showing up and then you see letterheads and you're like, dude, this is for real. <laughs> like we're actually going up against the state right now. When when I was sitting in the Supreme Court, I was like. I'm sitting in the Supreme Court right now. Like, who's who's this guy? Yeah, yeah. you know, I could have a lot of my friends uh, could be like, yeah, Brandon probably shouldn't be that guy. <laughs> but um, you know, we we kept it as respectful. And in one of the biggest things why I was so confident and comfortable doing this was we knew what we were doing was actually best for the people. As we were looking at the statistics, and we were seeing, okay, seventy three percent are. Uh, you know, the sp- spreading is from house parties because people aren't going to bars. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well, when we're able to actually monitor and regulate and watch people in our restaurants, I had, you know, hired mask police, you know, people that would go babysit security guards, even during dinner service, please stay seated, keep these tables here, partitions here. We knew that we were actually doing things that were helping the people of Buffalo as well as keeping our economy going and keeping businesses going. Um, so I, I was very comfortable doing it. There was always the fear of, okay, I'm going to lose my business. Mm-hmm. But I've, you know, I've always lived by, you know, if, you think, if you're doing the right thing, things are going to work out. Sure. Um, and that actually led to this kind of myself being almost the face of the coronavirus fight, not just one of the people that were in the lawsuit. But uh, the you know the news station started really picking up what was going on, and you know certain things that like the, I think the very first one was. When the day after uh, was it St. Patty's Day? That's when the, the shutdown happened. So I converted my restaurant to takeout only. And mm-hmm. what I did was I did all the takeout deliveries myself, donated all the tips back to my staff to keep them mm-hmm. working. And then after doing that for two weeks and very little sleep, I realized I can't, you know, I can't maintain this. So what I started doing was hiring all the different bartenders and servers from all different restaurants, and they'd all get a different shift each week, a couple every night, so they can keep a paycheck coming into their sure. families and stuff. And so the news stories picked up on that, and that sparked different Facebook groups and helped help support you know our service industry. And from there, it just turned into if something was happening, coronavirus, the news stations were calling me. One time they were doing about schools. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> I, I have a four-year-old at the time. He's not even in school. But if you want a story about coronavirus, sure. call Brandon. <laughs> no, no, no problem. So 62 and in news interviews later. And then I think probably my most, my most popular one was a, a buddy of mine, Tim Walton. And he's one of the owners of you know, Bars Downtown. He works with Bombs Up and Venue and... You know, he's a he's a big marketing guy and everything like that and throwing events. Um, I was it was Black Friday and I was angry because I was sitting there inside a Target and everyone's touching all the toys. There's no security guards at this time. We're like six feet apart or not mm-hmm. even open. You know, we're up and down at this point. So I took a spray paint and a big cloth. I put Walmart with the R spelled backwards. Every day's Black Friday here and put it up on my sign. I said, "Come on in, people." <laughs> That one made national news. That one was that was a, that was a funny one. But I didn't know that. Yeah, that one that one went Fox News and oh yeah, and a bunch of news stations. People thought that was pretty funny. 
I, I was like, you know, they're going to shut me down after this one. I'm letting die. You know, whatever. Black Friday, come on in. That is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's like Lords of Dogtown. It was. That's that amazing. One, that one was funny. So what was it like getting everybody on board? Like the restaurants you were saying, what was your pitch to them? Because, I mean, you <laughs> took you that risk. Do you want to survive? Yeah, well, you took that risk, but a lot of people might not want to. So what was your most, pitch to most them? Most people didn't. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my pitch was, you know, initially, listen, 500 bucks to do this. You know, that's what was our initial thing. We we're trying to reach X amount of dollars, 500 bucks, and, you know, you'll be part of the fight, and this could save your restaurant. Mm-hmm. It was just as simple as that, is, is, you know, if we get enough people together, you know, we can do this. And we knew it, we didn't need thousands and thousands. We just needed enough to, you know, cause an uproar a little bit and make it known that we're fighting. That, that's all it really takes. Um, and most people would, yeah, sure, let me let me take a look. And, you know, then they'd fizzle away and they wouldn't do it. And some would jump on and be like, come on, let's go. This is great. Yeah. You know, we tried to set up, I don't want to say protest. I'm not really a you know protester type of guy, mm-hmm. but we set up you know, a couple of things of just we wanted people to show that, hey, come on, let's let's keep this fight going. Let's let's get us open. Um, so it, it was very difficult to, to even speak to people. Um, plus, on top of it, so many restaurants at the time immediately were hurting so bad. The finances were tight. Sure. Who knows if this was a $25,000 retainer, maybe this turns into $300,000 later, you know? Right. So I understood, and I completely you know, respect anyone that was, you know, timid to getting into it. Um, I, on the other hand, I kind of just, when I go, I go. Yeah. <laughs> so. so when you first got to that point, you said that New York State kind of said, okay, you're, you 94 restaurants get a pass. Yep. Was there ever any thought to say this is a win let's take this win and run with it or were you always like we need all restaurants open well no we constantly we're always fighting get us all get us all this is 94 is not enough come on everybody and we were hoping that that lawsuit would kind of almost pressure the state to well they're doing it with 94 how they can't and you know that's not fair that that was kind of our goal was if we win that means everyone should win and we at certain times even said you know what in, you know, I we spoke to a lot of different restaurant owners and said, "Listen, if we won. Right now, we're open to four o'clock in the morning. No curfew. We're still keeping our regulations in place that we feel that will keep people safe. But if they go open and they find you, you know, you can probably just say, well, they were open. Right? If they were open, we can be open. And a lot of places actually started doing that, and they didn't maybe publicize it so much, but they they opened up against you know the protocols and." I not to my knowledge, none of them actually even got fined, and I maybe maybe one did, and they ended up dropping it anyways. Yeah. So it was unfortunate that everyone didn't just come on, guys. Let's right. do this. It's it's crazy. Derek and I had a lot of discussions during our weekly episodes about like the how the state came up with things where after ten o'clock, COVID shows <laughs> the up. non-logical yeah. rules, and then there was that. But then also we have stuff on Mahalu coming out, and he's extending fines for the next hundred years. So it was literally half of a penny. For yeah. a payment, he and I did a lot of work together. Actually, we did a bunch of we did some some uh, some news interviews and phone calls and stuff like that. He and uh, Joe Larigo and I, mm-hmm. you know, we, uh, it was Joe and I that actually worked on the alcohol to go. That was our legislation that I helped pass with him. Dude, that was huge. Yeah, it, was, it was huge, huge for us. Right. This is the guy to thank everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I, there's, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't even want the thanks. I yeah, just yeah, wanted right. everyone to be successful and get back to work. You know, and, and keep drinking and and keep drinking. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't stop drinking through the whole thing. So. <laughs> no, I wasn't drunk the whole time. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was very difficult. And, you know, one of the most harsh things was right when they did start to open things back up, not even just the lawsuit, because, you know, that took us still extra time to, 
to win that. But when they opened up to the yellow zone and mm-hmm. orange zone, red zone, um, I had fire, SLA, health department in my restaurant twice every single day, just straight up harassing us. Yeah, right. Um, and, and they weren't even, you know, they weren't mean about it, but they were just, haha, we're here. Right. Don't, you know, if you screw up in the smallest amount, we're going to hit you. And because of that, you know, we were on edge. And it was, that was actually that was actually probably the worst part about everything was the second I'd leave the restaurant, I, I'd be home not able to sleep, watching my cameras, te- texting my staff, you know, hey, that guy stood up, uh, back in the seat. You know, I don't want them to shut us down. You know, it was, it was horrible. It was really like uh, just like, you know, you're sweating constantly, worrying about it. Uh, eventually, I was just like... <sighs> Yeah, because you can only control what you can control. I can only do this so much, guys. If they're kind of, if they're going to come get us, they're going to come get us. Follow the rules. Do your best. That's that has to be so stressful. It was because it was, oh, it's horrible. If somebody stands up, that's their prerogative. You got you're you're supposed to kick them out. Is that the that was the it? Thing? You were supposed to kick them out. It's like that's <laughs> wild. What are we supposed to do? And I, I want to say, like the first night, the very first night, immediately when there was a mask mandate that dropped off or came in, I forget what it was. One of the two altercations between the customers. Hey, sit down. And I was like, oh, this is right. not going to end well. <laughs> yeah, there's that's a lot of insurance. Yeah, it's, paperwork. it's exhausting. <laughs> so you mentioned you didn't think it was real until you were sitting in the Supreme Court and you're just like, wow, this is wild. Yeah. Did you also have, I'm trying to phrase this correctly, did you have um, hesitation going into it? Because we have a lot of listeners that are out of state, so they don't know like the appellate court system and how new york state works as a whole they just you know everybody knows federal but nobody really knows how state government works but our appellate court is historically democrat so did you kind of prep yourself to slap the paperwork down with your lawyers and then have them just dismiss it because they're like no this is public health and then not even give you due process yeah well they, they, they actually what there was very sneaky things that happened throughout this um the the one I forget which because you know, we had won and then they appealed and we lost and we won and they appealed and we lost and that kind of was like a roller coaster with that the one time I think Como was here like the day before court I'm like okay he's probably out to dinner with the judge right now we don't stand a chance we're gonna yeah. lose now why do you think he's here um, <laughs> be more obvious about it right, yeah, right. Um, and we have, but we actually ended up winning that case and then I want to say like two or three weeks later they did something where they filed like five hundred pages. Of, a, of an appeal at two o'clock in the morning, and then the judge all of a sudden ruled against us, and we're like, we didn't even have a chance to like look at anything. Right. So you guys are so sneaky. And then, you know, we counterfought that, and then we won again. And then, actually, at the very end of it, we actually ended up losing. But by that time, they were already ready to open up things to kind of where we wanted to be anyway. So it was kind of a moot point at that. Mm-hmm. It was more so, hey, come on, we can do this safely. It's better that we're doing safely and we're going to save lives. And I'm not going to lie. I'll, I'll be the first one to say, like, once all this happened and we didn't really know the severity of it, we thought, okay, you know, it's just like the flu. And right. They're really over going, going overboard with this. I was like, hey, Friday party in my house. Let's go. Right, yeah. And I knew everyone was doing that. And then the worst thing was when they put in the curfews, you know, 10 o'clock, I was like, watching my patrons all right, guys, where are we going once this goes? Whose right. house are we going to? And I'm like, okay, now you have, you know, 80 semi-inebriated people definitely going to a house party, and you know they're not wearing masks whatsoever. They're on top of each other playing beer pong. Right. Like, uh, this is the worst-case scenario. It's almost better to be close because people are at least just staying home bored rather than kind of congregate, and then ooh, where are we going now? Sure. Um, 
it's always always uh, it's always a fight for business and health. There was you know, both facets of that, mm-hmm. so you know I was very comfortable with it. So what was your reopening once everything kind of is starting to get back to normal? What was your reopening process to reopen um, the quarter and then? The, obviously the process to get into this building here sure um, so you know initially there was a, there was the the big bang we'll call it you know once they said okay we're you guys can open up and they were still at semi capacities but it was like it felt like you know we were opening and I think that happened around July or August you know yeah, so they dropped summertime. The, they dropped the mask yeah mm-hmm. they dropped the mask you know so we had a huge rush of you know influx of customers a lot of people trying to support local and it was amazing i can't think, you know thank the people of buffalo enough how how amazing they were um from there it was you know try to tear off each little regulation they still had in pro you know in play then vaccinations came in <laughs> the process started all over again of what's right what's wrong sure. what can you do uh, you know i was never a firm believer of i'm going to ask you for your vaccination card right. right so what i did was i have you know two floors in my other at the quarter. So I said, upstairs, I have a sectioned off thing, and I put up signs, if you're not vaccinated, please let us know, or you feel, or you don't feel comfortable being in more of a public scene. Let us know, we'll put you over here, we still have partitions up, table sizes, and we'll keep you you know, more comfortable. It's more about people's comfortability mm-hmm. even than actual safety at that point. Because the vaccinations were going on, and people were inf- you know informed at that time. They had knowledge about what, it's been a year at this mm-hmm. point. So if, it was more just making my, our, our patients comfortable. Um, um, once we did that, uh, we got back to finally you know, more of a real-life situation, and we just you know, focused on our customer service, good food, good atmosphere, the best we can, um, which led to this place. You know, As the business was growing, we were seeing things that are finally back. It's a safe time to make an investment and kind of grow the business and company. Uh, so, you know, we found this property that, again, I had previously bartended. I knew it was still vacant. Needs a lot of work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, well, you know, we decided to make the big decision to, you know, grow as a company. Aesthetically, it does. But, like, the structure of it and the details are still mm-hmm. so intact. Oh, yeah. Like, the walls, you're not changing anything with the walls, no. right? Oh, like, yeah. everything is amazing yeah. here. It's just the touches that need to bring new orleans here we just gotta you know yeah fix up you know the things in you know like the outdoor patio which was you know has an outdoor bar and you know has the garage doors open up all the windows so it's like an enclosed outdoor rooftop patio which is so cool yeah um over the last five years those were just kind of left so a lot of damage happened to certain parts of the building but we plan on real rebuilding everything the best we can and making it amazing um yeah, when we get started here, we're just going to do dinner in first plus nightlife. Mm-hmm. Um, once spring comes along and we can open everything up, we'll really push towards you know lunch and you know a nice Sunday brunch and live music and get everything going with there. We're very excited about it. With the live music aspect, are you going to have a night that's like New Orleans themed music or something like that? Uh, we're we're still still trying to figure mm-hmm. that all out. We at at the quarter we used to do live jazz Fridays every nice. single Friday. We'd have a, just like a local trio and stuff. Really really talented musicians. And it was so awesome. Corona uh, COVID ended mm-hmm. up why we end up stopping that. Um, I would love to bring as much. I honestly I've thought about just doing live bands on the sidewalk out front in the street, very New Orleans style. Sure. Not even in the building, just. Just drawing that atmosphere, you know, keep really going right down the middle of what New Orleans sounds like. Well, you got that front bar or the front patio too, just so just throw up a 
I plan on just sitting right out there throwing beats at people. Yeah. <laughs> the second, no, the no. Second <laughs> that would, yeah, yeah. That, that'd be huge, though, for like a New Orleans festival in Franklin. Because if they can close 55 Chicago for like, I don't know, what, three years at this point, yeah. I don't know why you can't do a festival for one day on Franklin. Well, I've spoken to some of the other New Orleans restaurants. Uh, one, one in particular, this guy, Michael, that owns the, you know, the Bayou. It's a really cool New Orleans place mm-hmm. that opened up. It was over on... Uh, was that French and mm-hmm. they just recently moved but I really want to bring back the New Orleans a, a Mardi Gras parade you know we did that X amount of years ago I, I really want to kind of lead the charge in that see what I can do to bring a parade back even if it's just you know come down Elmwood you know or Delaware which either one mm-hmm. maybe make its way down Chippewa then come down Franklin and end right here in this the, the big parking lot that's attached to Shays and I you know I think that would be so cool to again why, why don't we have a Mardi Gras parade here? It's Buffalo. This would be so cool to do a Mardi Gras parade. St. Patty's Day parade is awesome. Mm-hmm. All the different parades we do. Uh, you know, the Pride parade is amazing. It's great for the community. That's, you know, I'd love to bring that back here. That's awesome. I don't know why we wouldn't, especially just because once sporting events kind of took off, then what, I mean, what the hell is a parade outside? Yeah. You know what I mean? But, yeah, they canceled the St. Patrick's Day parade, I believe, twice. Twice now, yep. So... I th- if this is if back. this is the year, <laughs> people are going to rage. This yeah, year, my though. people are going to go nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And yeah, one of, one of the great uh, features of, of this building is is the way it's set up. That outdoor patio mm-hmm. is you know you know it's in a box form. Uh, it does that entire uh, parking lot there. I think it'd be awesome to get all these people out there throwing beads. You know they, you know even even the way our, the the restaurant's set up here, we kind of have an overlook to the bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd really really now I know Mardi Gras is one week of the year of of New Orleans, right? You know, and we don't intend on having this place look like Mardi Gras. 52 weeks a year i'd rather it be like a nice fine uh, new orleans restaurant sure. in new orleans but here in buffalo uh <laughs> you know well and, and maybe now and then we have some of the nightlife that's that's mardi gras but mardi gras is actually kind of it's a little kind of crazy oh yeah <laughs> absolutely i don't i don't think i have the energy for that i am um, 37 <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, I would like to keep this more so a nice restaurant mm-hmm. here. So you bought this place in the beginning of October. Mm-hmm. When are you planning on opening it? So, uh, you know, that's, that's a great question. We're waiting on all the state licensing mm-hmm. to figure all of that out. And uh, I've, I've heard that the process is actually a little quicker. I was expecting mm-hmm. everything to be a lot slower. Cause Not for you. You led the charge. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't be telling you when I have this place yet. <laughs> <Put> in, <laughs> um, no, but you know you have to do things like the 500 foot hearing for the liquor license. I didn't know if that was something. Oh, you know the courts are backed up a year, mm-hmm. or are they not even doing court? And maybe so. I've I've actually heard that the liquor license are are, are being expedited a little bit. So our our target date is give or take the new year. Okay, you know right around then. Uh, we expect by the first, second, or third week of January, we'll we'll have all the license, everything set up. We're still going to do a very soft opening for a while. One thing that I've seen over the years and I've always hated is when a new place opens up and it's like every single staff member, that's their first day. No one has any idea what's going sure. on. Everyone bombards the place. No one can get a drink for an hour. And that's the last thing I want. So, you know, we'll start with either, you know, a limited capacity in the beginning um, I'm already one of the benefits I have is I'm going to utilize 
the quarter to train a lot of the staff that will mm. be coming here. So starting in November and December, every single Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, we're going to do chef specials with two or three items that are going to be here. Oh, cool. I'm going to do a big thing like, hey, if you come in and give us feedback of what you think of this, we'll give you 5% off your meals and everything like that. So we can try every single thing, get our staff fully trained and on board, fully knowledgeable of exactly what we're doing. So the transition over here is very good. And then we'll still, for three, four weeks, slow play it in. You know, I'm not trying to rush anything mm -hmm. right now. I want to make sure everything tastes perfect. Our staff knows everything, how to work the computer properly, how to make every single cocktail consistent, mm -hmm. uh, all the dishes consistent. So if my chef has a day off or whatever it is, right. or my sous chef, executive chef, everyone can make everything exactly the same, the way that we want it to taste. Uh, so we're going to take our time with this and make sure it comes down perfect. I mean, if you want taste testers, let us know because yeah, we can we'll easily come. double date and <laughs> just help you out. We can do a follow-up here of just us sitting and eating. Talking. Perfect. That's I'm fine. totally fine with it. There you go. <laughs> now, discussing how there could be more oregano. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? So what dishes are you planning? We talked about what you offer at the quarter, but what are you planning on bringing here? Any staples that you're looking at? or? Yeah. So okay. so we're going to, right again, right down the middle, um, uh, you know, our, our gumbo, jambalaya, mm -hmm. shrimp etouffee. Um, one one menu item that I want to take off here that didn't take off at the quarter, and I still don't know if it's gonna take off here just because Buffalo's Buffalo is the muffaletta, and you know the muffaletta in New Orleans is basically like the stinger at Jim Steakout, you know oh, okay. that's like or the chicken finger sub, you know that's if you go down there you could either get a po' boy or a muffaletta, that's one of the big things, um, and. I think people just love their gym steakout right, stingers yeah. so much that they see this the sandwich that's very you know similarly a different sorted meats and olive salad and stuff like that or our, our po' boys you know we don't have oyster oyster you know sandwiches here mm -hmm. but the muffaletta is similar to a lot of different sandwiches here that people just have well if I'm gonna get a sandwich I go to gym steakout right. which supports them say oh, I love gym steakout oh I, yeah I absolutely chicken finger subs all the time. <laughs> I wish it was still open until four o'clock in the morning. Open up till four o'clock. Right. Yeah. Why There's did they best. stop that? All restaurant. There's no late night food anywhere right now, except for when we open. Um, oh, well, staffing, right? I, yeah, but at this point, it's not staffing anymore. I, I, I think. I mean, I still think they could do it. I, I don't know why. I truly don't know. Like, uh, even the restaurant that's across the street from Mothers, they were. The, famous for you can get a steak at three o'clock in the morning and have real nice food and great wine i think they close up around 12 31 o'clock i'm like you guys are crazy you guys could be the only place right offering. Yeah. you guys will be packed but maybe it is definitely I'm, I'm not too sure maybe just the numbers don't make sense a lot of it i know is the food pricing um mm. yeah that's yeah that makes sense it's it is obnoxious right now i i you know one of the features we're doing at the quarter this weekend is is scallops and we got a you know five pound bag it was 140 dollars <laughs> I'm going to have to charge $30 for two scallops. This right. doesn't, it just doesn't make sense anymore. <clears throat> Obviously, chicken wings, as, as we know, is we had there was a shortage, and now they jacked up. In price. I took them right off my menu. I'm like, I'm going to wait till this comes down. Isn't French fries up now, too? French, everything. Everything is up right now. It's it's just absurd. So that that it could sucks. be that yeah, and, and to recreate the you you can't you have to reinvent the wheel too mm -hmm. to you know the just the the old you know. Third goes the house. Third goes the staff. Third goes the food. You know, mm. prior to the restaurant, it just it doesn't it doesn't that model does not work anymore. So I, I believe that's what led to a lot of uh, the businesses that closed. That especially the older generation that were so stuck on that's my model, then sure. they were kind of didn't want to change with it, and they didn't survive through it. Yeah, that's sad. It's it's horrible. Yeah, um, I I can go off on a rant about pricing, <laughs> but yeah. I'm gonna. 
We'll keep that. I'll just stay calm. Episode. I'll just stay calm. So what's next? Just trying to figure all this spot out? Yeah, yeah. who's helping you with this, yeah. man? Come on. <laughs> thunder, thunder and lightning. <laughs> um, I, I'm in here 10 hours every single day scrubbing every floor, doing inventory. I haven't had... In, and I've had plenty of people, hey, mm-hmm. you know, come on, let me know. I'll come in there and we'll help you clean up. And I don't know. I got this. Don't worry about it. Yeah. When it comes closer and I'm under the, under the gun, I'll do it. But uh, There's a certain pride doing it yourself, too, I, I, like I, I when you're it. done. I, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a worker. I yeah. love working. Um, there's certain times, if, if you saw those bench seats that are not up here right now, because thunder and lightning are only so strong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so every once in a while, I, hey, give me a hand real quick. But, sure. Um, I'm in here scrubbing every single inch of this. I'm scrubbing down the walls, getting all the grease uh, off everything, preparing everything. And once we get closer, you know, two weeks before, then I'll hire the commercial mm-hmm. company to come in and you know, disinfect everything and scrub everything down. But um, to be honest right now, <laughs> funny story. <laughs> not, not, the, not, not the smartest thing of me to do. Um, when this was Bambino, at one point, the, the brick oven had started a fire and all the embers that came down landed on the patio roof that is well, like a vinyl roof. So there was a thousand little burnt holes through the entire thing. Well, I'm thinking, okay, well, that has to be fixed. <laughs> I get a ladder and patch <laughs> every single little pinhole. <laughs> it took like eight hours. And I'm terrified of heights. I'm up on a ladder by myself <laughs> up here holding on for dear life, patching the entire thing just to get it back to so rain's not coming through and so it's it's a workable roof again. I'm probably not smart. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, my brother wasn't too happy about that. He's like, yeah, you should have done it this way. <laughs> just buy a new <laughs> Well, no, I, I would love to. Just just that structure was like yeah. $200,000 to replace. I'm like, yeah. I can't. Yeah, that's the, like, I don't want to do build this. a new building if I'm Right, yeah. This. Exactly. So how long was this vacant before you? Five years. Five years. Yeah. And I'm sure when they left, they didn't clean the place. Uh, there's still... <laughs> They're still cranberry juice jugs. I mean, this was a... Well, see you later. <laughs> I, I, there, I was... And I don't, I'm not saying that they left it gross. It, it, it was more of a situation of, I, I believe, the building owner and tenant just kind of butted heads mm-hmm. and, well, see you later. I'm out of here. Sure. Locked door and just left it here. So, yeah, when I came in, there were some very, very interesting things in, the, in this building. How did it smell? Not bad. Because sometimes you walk in and you're just like something's it, it, off. It man. had the it had the the dusty smell like yeah the musk ooh, yeah the musk it had, mm-hmm. a, had a musk to it, um, but it, it wasn't it wasn't bad. You know they they semi maintained it throughout. It's like yeah. night of <laughs> night at the museum when you walk in. It, 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 well, it, my my first thing I was like oh my god I'm gonna walk in this place and yeah it's gonna be awful. I walked in I'm like wow you know the structure itself is still in a really really good shape and. I'm, I, there's a couple refrigerators and freezers I'm terrified to open for the right. first time. But they did a great job actually emptying all that stuff out. So. Well, even like all the wood f- features and fixtures and everything. Everything looks Well, you'll maintained. notice there's no it dust It looks really good. Yeah. A week because ago didn't. it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is all me. That's insane. <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't finish it. You see some windowsills yeah. and dust. But <laughs> this is awesome. I mean, congrats on this. This Thank is you. so cool. Yeah, it's 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 going to be an amazing thing. I'm 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 really looking forward to 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 bringing another amazing place to Buffalo. I'm so happy that 500 Pearl and Vice and all that opened right up there. If you look at like a, a topographical map of us, we are dead center of literally everything. You have on on every direction. Mm-hmm. You still have, you know, Marchala is the new the 
uh, the new beer place where you pour your own beer. Uh, Vice and uh, 500. 500, Chop House, Chippewa, Dinosaur. Dinosaur. We are yeah. s- dead center of everything. And so, and you have a different business than all of them for the most yep, part, it's, too. It's so it's unique. Yep. It's really sweet. Yep. So we, we think this is going to be in a, a very special place for everyone yeah. in Buffalo. That's, That's awesome, man. Yep. Anything that we talked or we didn't touch on that you wanted to hit? On, for your social media, do you have a social media account already for yep. this restaurant? Can yep, people? Yep. What's the at so people can follow it? Nola. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Nola Restaurant and Bar, Nola Bar and Restaurant. Okay, one of, one of those. Uh, we'll throw it in the description. Yeah. For you guys. <laughs> um, Are you putting progress pitch picks on there, or like what what type of content? I did there? an initial okay. before picture. Um, Good. Yeah, I don't want to do too much of. I, I kind of want to leave some little sure. mysterious here to see you know where the final project is. So we have so many great ideas. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, we'll see how much we get done. I think I think we're going to do probably seventy five percent of the stuff that we want to do, and other stuff probably hold off on and, and wait till spring to work on projects and grow it as it goes. You know, I have a bunch of cool ideas, but we'll see. Sure, I'm kind of a pipe dreamer, so yeah. <laughs> some of the stuff will come true. Other will. You know, hit the back burner of my brain, but yeah, <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, man, for sitting down with us. Yeah. We really appreciate it. We love what you're doing. We love what you did for Buffalo, and you, you continue to do so. Thank you, and everybody, come check them out when they're open. And in the meantime, check out the quarter because it's just as good. All right, thank you guys. Thank so you, much. man. Really thank appreciate you. time inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.